Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 138. And away we go. Step up to the break. We got MJP and Green Man. It's a brain and jumping and chip team. Pull my land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up to date moves on the wrestling scene. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? From the fans to the fans, let me hit the crowd. Pop, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I am your host, at Michael J. Putty. Thanks for coming back. This is your first time. Welcome. Thanks for giving us a listen. You won't be disappointed because you turned it into a good show. We're getting ready to present to you, live from the Bronx, BCW's final judgment featuring in your main event, the BCW debut of the All-American American Jack Swagger. You don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss that. It's going to be an action-packed show, so make sure you stay tuned. Because we're going to bring that action to you very shortly. But before we get to that, let's start the show like we always start the show. With this week's wrestling replay, Super Showdown, October 6, 2018. From the Melbourne Cricket Ground in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. In front of a crowd of 70,309. The New Day defeated Cesaro and Sheamus to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships in 9 minutes 38 seconds. Charlotte Flair defeated Becky Lynch via DQ in 10 minutes 50 seconds. Bobby Lashley and John Cena defeated Elias and Kevin Owens in 10 minutes and 5 seconds. The Iconics defeated Asuka and Naomi in 5 minutes 45 seconds. AJ Styles defeated Samoa Joe via submission to retain the WWE Championship in 23 minutes 45 seconds. Ronda Rousey and the Bellas defeated the Riot Squad in 10 minutes 5 seconds. Buddy Murphy defeated Cedric Alexander to win the Cruiserweight Championship in 10 minutes 35 seconds. The Shield defeated Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre in 19 minutes 40 seconds. Daniel Bryan defeated The Miz to become the number one contender for the WWE Championship. In 2 minutes, 25 seconds. Mm. And in your main event, Triple H defeated The Undertaker in 27 minutes, 35 seconds for the very last time until Crown Jewel, where they'll be in a tag team match. That was Super Showdown. Did any of you wake up early? I'm assuming nobody did, under the age of 7. Not only did I not wake up to watch the show at 5 o'clock in the morning, I didn't even watch it. Came to the studio, put it on for the first time, I'm watching it for the first time. So, uh, I've heard mixed reviews. I wasn't expecting much from the show because there's really no storylines here. Outside of the SmackDown title matches, like I mentioned last week, Raw not bringing anything to this show. This is a SmackDown pay-per-view, basically. What do you think of Super Showdown? Let me know. At Michael J. Putty, I'm curious. Man, they were, what, in the United States to do shows for Raw and SmackDown. Had to travel to Australia, which was like 20-something hours. Leave Australia either Sunday morning or Saturday night, depending on how late they stayed, only to be in the United States for Raw and SmackDown again. Only to go to Saudi Arabia in a couple of weeks to do the thing all over again. That's insane. That's crazy. I do not know how these guys and girls do that travel schedule. I drive in a car a couple miles to go to work. I'm tired. You can't imagine flying 20-something hours just to do it all over again the very next night. That's insane. That's something these guys don't get enough credit about. The shit they put their bodies through, not only in the ring, but travel-wise. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, enough about that. Moving on to uh, Evolution coming up at the end of the month. Then the crown drill in the beginning of November, but not before Bound for Glory this weekend. Live. Here in New York City, your boys, the Green Man, and at Michael J. Putty will be in attendance. So make sure you stay tuned to episode 139 to hear all the fallout from Bound for Glory. Not to mention, 
Your boy, at Michael Chapati, is going to the Impact Hall of Fame to see Abyss take his rightful place in the Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Abyss. Well-deserved. I'm looking forward to rubbing elbows with the cast and crew over there at Impact Wrestling. But while I'm in the city, Green Man is going to be over in Brooklyn to see Billy Gunn wrestle over at Outlaw Pro Wrestling in Brooklyn, New York. So make sure you stay tuned to episode 139 to hear the fallout from that as well. So it's going to be a busy weekend for us here at A Shot of Wrestling. Like I said, tonight we got BCW's Final Judgment. Saturday, we got Impact Hall of Fame and Outlaw Pro Wrestling. And Sunday, we have Bound for Glory. So the next couple of shows are going to be action-packed. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss a thing. A lot of action coming up here with your boys at A Shot of Wrestling. But enough of me rambling on. Let's get right into the news. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty. By the way, not only is Jack Swagger making his BCW debut, in the confines of the BCW event, the LAW Heavyweight Championship will be on the line as Eric Jaden defends against Zombie King, you know, Frankie Flo's son, Flo Jr. Oh man, can't wait. But let's get right to the news quickly. Now, as you all know by now, as part of Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam's Saudi vision for 2030 plan, WWE agreed to hold multiple events in Saudi Arabia, of course, including the upcoming Crown Jewel event. However, events that have unfolded over the past week, week and a half, kind of thrown plans into jeopardy. On October 2nd, Washington Post journalist and Saudi national Jamal Khashoggi disappeared from the Saudi consul in Turkey. Intelligence reports have since indicated that he was killed in what is possibly a state-ordered kidnapping gone wrong. Now, with Jamal being a United States resident, the incident has resulted in Democrats and Republicans calling for an investigation into the alleged murder, while the President of the United States himself has alluded to the possibility of the Saudi government being involved in Jamal's reported assassination. Here's a rare instance. We've got Democrats and Republicans agreeing on something finally. Breath of fresh air. But now with all that, U.S. Senators are urging the WWE to pause plans to go through with the Crown Jewel event. Senator Chris Murphy, a Democrat from Connecticut, said, I hope that they would be rethinking their relationship with the Kingdom, especially with respect to the events coming up in the next week, such as the Crown Jewel. Democrat from Delaware, Chris Coons, said there should be a pause in WWE's business relationship with Saudi Arabia. WWE should be taking a long, hard look at its relationship with the Kingdom moving forward. Bob Menendez, a Democrat from New Jersey, said, and I quote, private enterprise is private enterprise, different than a government entity. But because Linda McMahon is part of the president's cabinet, it falls into a gray area where the administration really should give it some thought and maybe even prevail upon them from not doing it. So now senators are getting involved. They want the president, who, by the way, is a WWE Hall of Famer, to get involved. So the pressure is mounting on the WWE to either cancel or postpone. But WWE... So there's one event, the Crown Jewel, is set to make a whopping $45 million from the Saudi government alone, not to mention the money coming from tickets and merchandise and all that crap. WWE issued a statement saying they are monitoring the situation. So I think when I was coming to the studio, the Crown Jewel is currently not listed on WWE.com, but the latest rumors I heard that they are still planning on going through with the event. I guess we'll find out Monday if they're pushing it or not, right? So uh, keep an eye out, an ear out for Raw, see how they're pushing the Crown Jewel event. But anyway, I mean, Lost in the story is our thoughts and prayers go out to the Saudi national, Jamal Khashoggi. All due respect. Hope I'm saying your name right. In other news, Kevin Owens is having real-life troubles with his knees. He was written off TV after that vicious attack by Bobby Lashley, and he will require a couple months out. He's going to have knee surgery. The extent of the damage is not known yet. Doctors say they will know more when they cut him open, but he's expected to miss four to eight months of action. Big loss for Raw. Big loss for Kevin Owens. So uh, get well. We'll keep you updated on his recovery. I'm sure you guys can watch it all on the upcoming W247 Kevin Owens. In other news, something I've been bitching about for a while now is how AJ Styles is defending the WWE Championship in the middle of the card. Especially when there's matches where the Universal title wasn't even on the line. 
So shouldn't the WWE be the most prestigious title of all professional wrestling or sports entertainment? Not headline your pay-per-views? Makes no sense. Well, somebody who can shed some light on it, Bully Ray, he said during a recent interview that AJ Styles does not main pay-per-views due to his ability to have show-stealing matches. He said, and I quote, When they know there's a match that will steal the show, but they don't want that match to overshadow any other match, they put it in the middle of the show. Me, Devon, Edge, Christian, Matt, and Jeff, we went through this battle. We we're always in the middle of the show. Interesting. I can see what he's saying. Oh, man, this sucks. Bully Ray went on to say how he believes that AJ Styles wrestling in the middle of the card has nothing to do with WWE's belief in him. He said, and I quote, He's a big enough star to put on the cover of the video game. They could have put anyone. So that tells me they do have faith in AJ. Man, this guy should be... <laughs> what other matches has he stolen the show from? The Shield against Braun Strowman? Brock Lesnar matches? Come on. It's the WWE Championship. You're the WWE, right? Uh, hope this changes. It won't. Speaking of changes, another news. Impact will be moving into a new time slot on Pop TV starting October 25th. Next week's show will air at the usual time slot, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Then the show will move to 9. Oh, fuck. Then the show will move to 10 Eastern, 9 Central. Oh, fuck. That's late. That's really fucking late. Uh, the time change has been confirmed by Impact officials. Oh, man. Literally, I thought it said 9 o'clock, but it's 9 Central. I'm in the East Coast. That sucks. That sucks ass. There's no word on why the change has been made, but uh, that's not good news. That's not good news, especially for ratings. They get one hour of impact going outside of the primetime slot. So that's, I don't know how that affects ratings at all. But there has been some rumblings. I have not reported yet that impact might be moving networks, which I hope. I don't have Pop TV. I have to watch it on my phone. So maybe Pop TV is moving them to a later slot to try to move in more programming to that current time slot. Who knows? Nothing's confirmed right now. But 10 Eastern, starting October 25th, is your new time slot for impact but yeah, I, watch it, I watch it on my phone so maybe i can just go to bed and watch it oh man that sucks in other news a segment that green menus like to call dive into divas sonny has been released from jail following eight months behind bars i knew she went to jail did not even think it was eight months ago holy shit she was jailed for multiple dui charges and fleeing the scene of a car accident she is currently on parole so hopefully she can uh stay the course this time stay clean so uh we'll keep you updated on what sonny's doing next hey now that she's free maybe she'll come out of evolution huh We'll keep it updated. Reported a couple weeks ago, Alberto Del Rio's kind of nasty remarks towards Paige. Well, Paige has responded to them, especially his cheap shot at her mental health, during an interview with Lillian Garcia's podcast, Chasing Glory. Paige said, and I quote, don't make fun of someone who has mental health issues, because he knew at that point how depressed and how I, like, I was on the rock bottom, and how I wanted to kill myself. He knew all that stuff, so to throw it out there like that, it's pretty mean. Yeah. Things said a couple weeks ago, yeah, it's fucking pretty mean. Low blow. Cheap shot. Which means he's the one who got hurt here. Now he's just taking it out on her by using personal information against her. That sucks. What an asshole. Fuck you, Del Rio. Patron, whatever you want to fucking call yourself these days. Finally, another news. Something Zack Ryder will be happy about. Former Impact Wrestling Knockouts champion Laurel Van Ness and current Lucha Underground star Reclusa, the beautiful Chelsea Green, has apparently signed a contract with WWE and has actually even reported to the Performance Center already. So keep an eye out where she comes next. Will be NXT, which we call it right up to the main roster. I've wanted her to sign for a while now. I think she's very impressive. And more on that later in Cheers on Heels. Which, I think it's about time. Let's get right into that. A shot of wrestling presents Cheers and Heels. And also, on top of all of that, 
We have Darius Carter, wrestling's richest prize, going against Sugar Dunkerton, making his BCW debut as well, for an opportunity for the BCW World Heavyweight Championship, something Darius Carter has been trying months to get his hands on, something Impact Management is blocking him, putting obstacle in his way after obstacle in his way. Finally, he's getting an opportunity, a match coming up in a matter of moments over in the Bronx, New York. But anyway, let's get into Raw. I'm going to chill Leo Rush talking during the match. Once again, a chill is a combo of a cheer and a heel. I'm going to heal it because, I mean, it came off very annoying. Oh, man, so distracting, so annoying. And that gimmick with the manager talking during the match never goes over well, nor does it ever last long. But I'm cheersing it because he was supposed to be annoying. So for that, he did a great job. Oh, man, great job by Leo Rush. Speaking of that, I'm going to cheers the heel turn for Bobby Lashley. Raw needs some big top heels right now, especially with Kevin Owens going on the shelf. You know, and Bobby Lashley never, never for me fits as a baby face. He's always more of a dominant heel. So I'm excited to see where he goes from here. I'm excited about Bobby Lashley. Did I just say that? Times are changing, huh? Speaking of heel turns, cheers to the Bellas heel turn on Ronda Rousey. You know, something's going to happen here because, you know, they're going against each other at Evolution for the title. So, you know, they are going to do babyface versus babyface. And then we're going to turn Ronda Rousey heel. They did, made the Bella Twins heel. And I'm not opposed to that because I love me some badass Bellas. Now they're going to be even sexier if that's even possible. And the big share, my girl and my new BFF, Trish Stratus, on Raw. Looking smoking hot as always. Then Mickey James comes out of nowhere looking smoking hot as well. Very fun segment. I don't know why they're combining the two matches into a tag team match. Maybe it has to do with Lucky Bliss's injury. But great segment. Fun to watch. Especially as I saw them a couple days prior at Comic-Con. So uh, that's fun to watch. Ah, great segment. Smoking hot. SmackDown. I'm going to cheer SmackDown starting right away. No entrances. No promos that are dragged out to set something up later on in the show. We went right into some action. SmackDown started, the bell rang pretty much. Different. Like it. Hope it happens more often. We're going to cheers, though, the following Charlotte Becky Lynch match. Fantastic match. I think that match was almost a half hour. Wow. That spear through the fucking stage at the end, to me, looked like it didn't come off the way it was supposed to. I don't know if they're supposed to go all the way through, but I don't know, man. That was sick. These girls are giving it their all. They are stealing the show over at SmackDown. Erwin Escobar himself, good friend of the show, says it's the hottest feud going on right now in the entire WWE universe. And, uh, it's hard to argue that. One feud that's not the hottest right now, my heel, Daniel Bryan against AJ Styles. We knew it was coming. It's the whole two top faces in the company. Respect. Uh, there's no real rivalry here. There's no purpose to the match. So it's another boring, bland feud for AJ Styles, who deserves a lot better, especially coming out of that hot feud with Samoa Joe. Can we uh, conclude the Miz, please? You know, that, that segment was hot just because of the Miz. Oh, man. Maybe Survivor Series? Can we see the Miz in a triple threat match, please? Maybe, God forbid, a one-on-one title match? AJ Styles. Daniel Bryan. Another mid-card match at the upcoming Crown Jewel, if it ever happens. Now, was it me, or did they have a lot of superstar highlight reels? What was that about? I think they went for Jeff Hardy, The Big Show, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe. Like, what, what, what was that about? Lucha Underground. It started off with a big cheers. Mil Muertes teamed up with Phoenix, two guys who are not friends, do not like each other. That was the old fun Phoenix. Now this is the dark zombie Phoenix, so they have something in common now. Went against the Mac and Dragon Azteca Jr. All four men, respectively, will be facing off one-on-one at Ultima Lucha Cuatro. Great match. I feel like I've seen this week in and week out with Lucha Underground. Spot after spot after spot. Two men on the ring. All of a sudden, the action goes back inside the ring. Action was popping everywhere. Hard to keep track. 
Oh, man. Then the main event, Reclusa went against Pentagon Dark. Holy shit. These two went at it. It's like kind of, it was amazing. Man, Lucha Underground right now is setting up for a fantastic Ultima Lucha Quattro. These matches are delivering. These rivalries are, all of them are hitting a chord. That's the right phrase I'm looking for. I don't think it is, but I'm going to roll with it anyway. If Ultima Lucha Quattro was on pay-per-view, I'd buy it. But it's not. We get it for free on the L Ray Network. So, Lucha Underground, gracias. Impact, the go-home show before Bound for Glory. So, Ethan Page is teaming up with Matt Seidel to go against Rich Swan and a partner. Well, he reveals his partner, The Mac. The Mac is fantastic. The Mac is another big, heavyweight guy who flies around like a lightweight. Huracaranas, over-the-top dives, moonsaults. This guy is phenomenal. If you don't watch Lucha Underground, if you haven't heard of the Mac, sit back and enjoy because the Mac is awesome. Now that the team week in and week out over on Impact, because Lucha Underground is coming to an end, awesome. Can't wait. Oh, man, awesome. And what the fuck happened here? It was Grado going against Mexico's own Maximo. Maximo had a pink mohawk, like a long shirt, skirt-type outfit on. I'm sure this says kiss me. Apparently, he kisses people. That's his gimmick. The whole match, he's trying to kiss Grado. But finally, he did. And then got the victory. Pinned him one, two, three. So I guess what he does. He kisses people. They stun them. And then he gets the cover. Okay, that's weird enough. But then, <laughs> Grado's awesome. Grado starts leaving. Storms back into the ring. Shakes Maximo's hand. And then grabs him by the face and plants a big kiss on him. And then storms away. <laughs> what What am I watching here? What, what, what's, what's going on? What, what's this about? Good job, Grado. Love me some Grado lately. And oh shit. So I guess right before I started watching Impact months ago, Sue Young buried Rosemary, and then Allie came out like a dark Allie. Well, it turned out she sold her soul to the devil, i.e. James Mitchell, to go into the undead realm to get into the right mindset to face Sue Young. But now she wants to go back to help save her friend Kiera Hogan. And man, this scene was out badass. A scene straight out of like a B-roll of a late night cheesy horror movie. It was fantastic. I had no clue about this at all. So now we're going to set up to see some crazy, creepy shit over at Bound for Glory. Can't wait. Can't wait. Something else I can't wait for. BCW's Final Judgment coming up in a matter of moments. Let's go right through the ratings real quick. This week's Raw drew a 2.374 million, which is up 3% from last week's 2.302 million. This week's number, however, is the third lowest viewership in history, following behind the previous two weeks. Raw was number 11 for night in cable, behind... Monday Night Football coverage, baseball coverage, and Fox News. Raw was number five in the 18-49 to 49 demographic this week behind Monday Night Football, the kickoff, and MLB playoff games. SmackDown, this week's SmackDown drew 2.135, which is up 1.9% from last week's 2.095 million. SmackDown was number nine in viewership for the night on cable behind MLB playoffs and cable news. SmackDown was number two in the 18-49 to 49 demographic for the second week in a row behind the MLB game on TBS. Now, the go-home show for Impact this week's impact drew 183,000, which is down from last week's 190,000. Last week's show ranked 136 in the cable top 150. This week failed to make it into the top 150 at all. Don't know why. Don't know what's going on. Now going to move them over to 10 o'clock. It's going to fuck ratings up even more. Hope they do get a new network. Hope the network I have impact deserves better than this. That's all I got for ratings. So right before we head over to the Bronx, her final judgment. Let's refresh what's going to happen next week in episode 139. Greenman's going to bring to you... His coverage of Outlaw Pro Wrestling over in Brooklyn, New York, headlined by Billy Gunn going against the Spirit Squad. I will talk about my evening over the Impact Hall of Fame ceremony with Abyss here in Manhattan, New York. 
and we will all talk about Bound for Glory. The Melrose Ballroom here in Queens, New York. Eli Drake issued an open challenge to anyone from New York. They have to be from New York. Who could it be? Take a guess. Let us know on our social medias. Like I just mentioned, Allie is going to enter Sue Young's undead realm to help save Kiera Hogan. Apparently she has to lay in a casket for that to happen. So how is this going to be presented? I don't know. Looking forward to it. Tessa Blanchard goes against Taya Valkyrie for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Matt Seidel teams with Ethan Page go against Rich Swan and the debuting Willie Mack. Can't wait for that. LAX goes against the OGs in a concrete jungle death match. I know death match gets a lot of people all excited and tingly, so so that's about. OVE goes against Brian Cage, Phoenix, and Pentagon Jr. in an OVE rules match, which don't know what that means. Eddie Edwards takes on his longtime friend Moose. And in your main event, Austin Aries goes against Johnny Impact for the Impact World Championship, a match I'm also looking forward to. So, Bound for Glory, on paper, is going to be fantastic. Can't wait. Check it out. My first time going to the Melrose Ballroom. Greenman was there for Show Janelle Lost in New York. Very small, very intimate venue. I don't like large crowds. A little claustrophobic. So I hope it's not too tight. Hopefully I can plant my ass at the bar and just relax. But we'll keep you updated. But uh, we'll see what happens. Looking forward to it. Very busy weekend here for a shot of wrestling. Oh, make sure, like I said, make sure you stay tuned to episode 139 for all that action, for all that fallout, for our busy weekend. Also park it right here, right now, for episode 138 as we go over to the Bronx, New York for BCW's final judgment. Putty, take it away. We're here at BCW's final judgment. The crowd is still filing in. We've got a lot of action coming up. Let's talk to some people beforehand. Let's see how they're feeling. I'm here with Dan from News 12. Yes. Dan Serafin, News 12, the Bronx, Brooklyn. We are excited to be here. We've been here a couple times now. What brings you guys to the Bronx for BCW? Well, this is our backyard, right? So we cover the Bronx. We were uh, involved in the, the BWF, I think, a couple years ago. We yeah. had, a couple, uh, they had a couple shows we attended. We heard this is happening here. Here we are. Excited about tonight? Yeah. No, it's cool, it's cool stuff. Obviously... We saw the headline saying Jack Swagger was going to be here, but, you know, been here for about an hour now. I'm noticing that there's a lot of uh, cool stuff going on other than that. We've been here a couple of, year, uh, couple of times now in the okay. Bronx. We haven't seen News 12. Was okay. Jack Swagger what brought News 12 out to the uh, well, you Final know, Judgment? you got to have the little, uh, the little draw. Pi- yeah, the pickle to kind of get you in. I like pickles, so that's why I said pickle. Um, you I, know. Hate, I hate pickles. No? Okay. Hey, no one's perfect. More for you. Okay, yeah. So maybe that, that gets you here, but, you know, I know uh, Eric Jaden was somebody that we had already known about, so I didn't know he was going to be here, but the more the merrier, right? You a wrestling fan? Yes. How yes. long? Oh, my whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born and raised in New York? New Jersey. Jersey? Yeah. Who's your favorite of all time? Shawn Michaels. All right. My man. <laughs> my man. People say Bret Hart. I'm like, Psh. Uh, Yeah, I was a Bret Hart fan, but... Um, You're team Shawn Michaels. Absolutely. I've never seen a bad Shawn Michaels match. Never have I. Maybe soon, though, we might. Maybe soon, correct? Well, <laughs> hope not. Well said. <laughs> hope not. So now, as on our, on our channel for News 12, right? do they specifically send you to wrestling shows, or do you volunteer? A little bit of both. You know, I found out about this from our news department, but when they said, hey, interested? Absolutely. It's going to be a good show tonight. Oh, I know. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's cool to see stuff kind of grow from nothing. So you guys said you were here from the very beginning. I mean, yeah. it's probably grown from just the first show to now. It's kind of cool when you're in on the ground floor and it ends up being something, right? Can't wait. Yeah, me neither. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. Get behind the camera. <laughs> Interview me now. All right. <laughs> 
crowd still following in here at St. Helens Gym for BCW's Final Judgment. I'm here with Shane Fair. Shane, how you doing tonight? Great to see you as always, my friend. Official podcast, BCW. You ready to go tonight? Oh, I'm excited. I've been excited about this one for a while now. What's your favorite match you're looking forward to? Well, as a, as a fan. As a fan of the Swagger Azrael match, this is the biggest test for Azrael that he's had during his reign, and this is it tonight. This is judgment day for Azrael as his champion. Now, as a wrestling fan, mm. how are you, like, what's going on in your stomach announcing former World Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Money in the Bank, headliner for WrestleMania? Right. right. Jack Swagger, the All-American American. Right. U.S. champion as well. This is, my, this is actually the first uh, former WWE heavyweight champion that I've had the pleasure of announcing. Really? So definitely an honor. And what a way to go Hand, into it. Handshaking a little bit? You're a little nervous? A little bit. A little, little white glove tremble. <laughs> that might just be not enough Coca-Cola, though. So, Do you know what you're going to say? Ah, uh, yeah. He's got a pretty lengthy card, so I'm going to have to get that memorized out of respect for him. I don't want to be reading off a card for uh, Mr. Swagger. So that's it for here. How much does he weigh? 275. Oh, pro. This is a professional. The, the show's about ready to start. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Great we'll, to see you as we'll always. see you at intermission. Thank you, sir. Here we are, match number one. Two former monster match competitors of Logan Black going against Billy Brash. Two big men, two heavyweights. Great way to start off final judgment. See how this match plays out. Logan Black and Billy Brash. Intense action, non-stop, from bell to bell. Action flooded to the outside. Referee counted both men out. Both men had counted 10. Neither responded. But uh, spoiler alert here, folks. No men give a fuck. Billy Brash, Logan Black still fighting brutally on the outside. Even the referee trying to break it up. Bell's wrong. Referee's called the decision. The decision has been made. Oh, here comes the locker room. BCW locker room is coming out, trying to break both men up. Billy Brash rolls back inside the ring, all alone. Uh-oh. Goes to the second rope. A moonsault! Knocks everybody off their feet. To the amusement of the crowd here. Now there's bodies everywhere here. But Logan... Black and Billy Brash still fighting it out. The locker room slow to get to their knees. Finally back up. Action intensifying here. Finally, the locker room is able to break these men up. Logan Black being dragged back to the locker room. Billy Brash is pointing and saying this is far from over. Um, crowd showing their appreciation to Billy Brash. Gets up the first match is physical. Match number two. We got a triple threat here. We got Sam Shields, the midnight sensation, going against Yaya, the gifted one, against Malachi Matthews, three studs in the ring. Action is going to be nonstop in this one. Let's see how this plays out. Wow. Wow. Literally a non-stop action match from these three big men. Three men who deserve a spot in the monster matches. But Yaya, the gifted one, pulls out the victory. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. However, Sam Shield trying to dive in last minute. Not able to get there in time. 
So yeah, yeah, the gifted one pulls out a victory. And we're off here in match number three. Well, a guaranteed BCW World Heavyweight Championship match. Wrestling's richest prize, Darius Carter, against heavily fan favorite Sugar Dunkerton. Sugar D, as his friends call him. So I'll call him Sugar Dunkerton because I don't know this guy. Both men face to face in the middle of the ring. Bell is just wrong. Both men trading verbal blows. Oh, Sugar D just calling him Urkel. This is a lot of. A little weight on this match. This is for the number one contendership for the BCW World Heavyweight Championship. Darius Carter has been scratching and clawing his way to get an opportunity. And here he is finally an opportunity at an opportunity. Sugar Duncan making his BCW debut here. Ashton just getting in the way. This would be a classic. So you just heard that, folks. Darius Carter took it to Sugar Dunkerton. Sugar D. Sugar D didn't even stand a chance. Darius Carter with an onslaught of offense since the bell rang. But he just heard that announcement as well. Not only is he the number one contender for a BCW title, he can cash that in anytime, any place. Darius Carter currently right now holds all the cards here on BCW. Walking over right to Pete Rosado. And Darius Carter's been climbing this hill that Pete Rosado's been put in front of him. Oh, snatching the headset off Pete Rosado. Getting it right in his face. Darius Carter now walks away. Basking in the glory. Sugar Duncan right now in the ring. Holding that knee. Darius Carter been favoring the whole match. Darius Carter now walks to the curtain. Shane Fair trying to rally the troop behind Sugar Duncan, who's being helped to the back by the referees. Barely being able to put any weight on that one leg. Here we are. Match number four. The Monsters match, which will determine the fourth slot in the King of the Monsters match next month here in November. We got... Joe Gacy going against the Matt Tremont against the monster Montana Black going against PCA's own Rex Lawless. All four men now in the ring squaring each other up. This is going to be an awesome match. Let's see what happens. You heard that right, folks. Montana Black out last of Joe Gacy. Matt Tremont and Rex Lawless to earn the fourth spot in next month's king of the Monsters match. This match had chairs. This match had tables. This match had more tables and uh, more tables. This was an epic, brutal, hardcore match. Montana Black wasn't the only winner here. Every fan here in attendance won. What a great, great match. Joe Gizzi thought he had that one. Jaw jacking with the ref. No problem. I thought he had that one too. Hard fought contest nonetheless. 
Montana Black in the ring. Celebrating his very, very hard-fought victory. And that's rather well-deserved. All right, folks, we're here at intermission. Moments away from Eric Jaden defending the LAW title at a BCW show? First of all, first of all, give me one second. All praise is due to the eldest saying. <laughs> of course I'm defending it. It's Eric Jaden, the legendary action wrestling heavyweight champion presented by Brie Combination Wrestling. <laughs> now, we know what happened last time. LAW came, kind of ambushed you. But now you didn't come alone. No, not at all. You brought backup. Who'd you bring with you tonight? Let me introduce the members of the Delhi Saiyan squad. One is not here, the cyborg saying he's out in the ring taking care of business. He's on recon. Woo. We got the psycho saying Dominic De Niro. That's right. We got the Bushwick saying the big man right here. Woo. I wouldn't mess with him, Michael J. Putty. Not going near him. No. Introduce yourself, big man. Me? I am Mark Schwann. Or you can call me Mr. Schwann. <laughs> and everybody knows this beauty. The same beauty. The queen saying herself, Nia Kennedy. Y'all know the queen. How are you doing today? We're here to take care of business because the belt came with us. The belt is leaving with us. All day. All day. Eric, until like a week ago, you were facing somebody else until this last minute edition of Frankie Flo's son out of nowhere. Well, you know, I, I, I can't understand where the anger's coming from. Right? We pretty much <laughs> tuned up his old man, didn't we? <laughs> we taking care of the LAW roster. And of course, now he thinks he can come for a little revenge. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, Michael J. You know me, and I'm going to handle business tonight. We came in with that belt, the symbol of change, and we're leaving with it. Trust that. Now, Jane, you're dangerous enough. Now I get the backup with you? Oh. I do not want to be Frankie Flo's son. Not at all. Good not luck tonight, all. my friend. Love you. I love you. <laughs> Green Man here for a shot of wrestling. And we have some breaking news. <laughs> the king of the monsters just got really interesting because Montana Black just punched his ticket by pinning the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. I'm here to introduce the world to a new breed of monsters, king of monsters. I just made my way straight to that match. And no matter who else is in the match with me, the result's going to be the same. Montana Black on top. And I'm going to show the entire BCW locker room that in a world full of men, this is how you be a monster. You literally put everybody on notice because at the King of the Monster match, it's going to be Mike Orlando. It's going to be Billy Brash. It's going to be Dan Moff. And now, Montana Black, could you take it all the way? <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten into this if I couldn't take it all the way. I don't ever do anything knowing I can't accomplish it because I can accomplish anything I put my mind to. So it doesn't matter who the other three competitors are, Dan Ma, Billy Brash, Mike Orlando, <laughs> I'm ready for the challenge. They just better be ready for a real monster. On that note, you're, uh, this monster's kind of freaking me out a little bit. Uh, you were smiling, literally, at every punch that he was taking, every shot, every kick. This guy was smiling, and, um, yeah, um, thank you very much for your time. 
All right, folks, we are still at the mission. I am with one of my favorites, if you've been following me, wrestling's richest prize, Darius Carter, who's been fighting tooth and nail for a shot at the BCW shot. Kind of unfairly, no? Of course it's unfair. But see, this is what I do. You give me just a little opening, and I make the most of it. This is what I do. I'm an opportunist, okay? So when I was given this opportunity to become number one contender to, for an anytime anywhere championship opportunity come on it was a given it was a given this company belongs to me i've carried this company on my back for two plus years not once not once received the championship opportunity do you know why no you're not I'm of course you don't know why of course you don't hold that up the reason being because they knew that once I put my hands on that championship that it would never, it would never lose my grasp, it would never leave my possession. And that's what fears them the most. See, because once I become champion, I hold the power. I make the rules. I make the decisions. And I bring that championship back to the main event where it belongs. This is what I'm here to do. I'm here to elevate BCW. We should call it DCW at this point. Because it's about Darius Carter wrestling. Darius Carter winning. Tonight I beat Sugar Dunkerton, and soon that championship is going to be around this beautiful, beautiful waist. And then there's nothing that you can say or do that will change the fact that I am BCW World Heavyweight Champion. You can catch it at any time. Do you have a preference between Adriel or the All-American, American, former world champion Jack Swagger? Well, I've beaten former WWE competitors before. I've beaten competitors that wrestled at WrestleMania, the grandest stage of them all. At the end of the day, I can beat either one of those individuals. I've beaten Azriel before. I've never faced Jack Swagger, or I would have beaten him too. So as far as I'm concerned, I do not care whose arm is raised by the end of that match because by the end of the night, neither one of them may have a victory to boast about. Tonight is my night. Speak of the devil. I'm sorry, is this your night? I just wanted to come on here. I saw your jacket. That's a badass jacket you got on right now. We need to recognize the badassness of this jacket. Thank you. Okay. I this, appreciate that. Cool, man. This is your night, bro. Yeah, yeah, Get this it. This is. This is. Good luck. Uh, I would shake your hand, but you may be one of the people that I'm beating tonight. You don't want to shake my hand? Well, do you know what you're doing here? Uh, do you know what you're doing here? You're in a world championship match today. You have Asriel today. Do I know what I'm doing here? Yeah, do you know what you're doing here? You think you're going to just compliment my jacket? I'm just going to shake your hand. You're a former WWE superstar. I'm supposed to bow down to you. Am I supposed to surrender to you, Jack? I'm not afraid of you. Okay. All right. So if I have to face you today and I have to beat you, that's right, cross your arms because okay. I'm talking to you. If I have to beat you tonight, I will beat you, Jack. I will beat you. And guess what? You don't ever have to come back again. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> now we can shake hands. <laughs> How are you going to beat me? With that jacket? <laughs> I'll find a way. I'll right. find a way. Is right, this you want the camera? Is that what you want? Nah, man, you look I, good, bro. Thank you. You look good. Thank you. It's your night. Thank you. It's your night. Yeah. He knows. Wow. How do you come back from that altercation between Darius Carter and Jack Swagger? But we are back from intermission officially. A match that was a two-on-two tag team match. Ugly Ducklings versus The Normals has turned into a three-on-three trios match with Coach Mikey overcoming his fear and stepping into the ring at BCW for the first time and I can't even remember Normals versus Ugly Ducklings three on three this might steal the show
Not for nothing, I feel bad for Green Man here. I beat Rosado because I did not know how they even called that match. <laughs> there was six men. Action was nonstop. It was three on one, two on three, then three on three, then back to three on one, then three on two. The numbers game came in advantage nonstop throughout this match. Yet at the end, it was the ugly ducklings staying strong with Coach Mikey overcoming his fear of clowns. All three ugly ducklings pinned all three members of the normals to get the victory. Crowd quacking and celebration. Here we go, folks. Next up, here we are at BCW, yet special attraction here. This next match is under LAW rules. The Zombie King, Junior Flow, goes against the LAW champion, Eric Jaden. Uh, quick turn of events here. Zombie King's dad, Frankie Flo, is at ringside. Not at the ringside itself, but front row. Man bought a ticket to see his son bring home the LAW championship. Zombie King fighting for pride with his father in the corner. See what Eric Jaden can do. Sort of swerving, swerving. What are your thoughts on this match? This is a very, uh, very interesting match. I don't know what Frankie Flo's here, but. but. Kind of a surprise, right? We weren't expecting him. No, I wasn't expecting him to buy a ticket. Expecting him to be, uh, you know, running in like last time. <laughs> so they're kind of like a more of a manly movie. You're buying a ticket, though. No? Not not coming from the back like coward last time. I know, right? That what was that other guy who came through the back? I don't know the names. Oh, God, I went after him. Me and uh, Anthony Cole, we went after him. Oh, shit. How'd that go? Uh, I caught him, and then I said, "Look behind you." There was Anthony Cole behind him. That's not a not intimidating figure to be behind. So don't come back here. Come back here? That could be pretty. So I guess, I guess he's your advice. He bought a ticket this time. It's by himself, we presume. Have you guys tightened security this time? Uh, I'm the one man security right now. I, I see the shades, the, the mirrored sunglasses. that kind of gave it away. Oh, yeah? Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, what do you think this match is going to play out? Eric Jane retains? Uh, I think so. I hope so. Yeah. It's kind of a weird here. Very, very good for us. Yeah, this is the first year for uh, BCW hosting another organization's championship match, no? I know, right? It was good, though, what he did with this. But, you know, uh, maybe we should involve somebody else. Well, like who? I don't know. Michael J. Putty? You want to get in there? Hell yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Let me get in there. Uh-oh, chaos is breaking out. Zombie King won. But via disqualification, right. Eric Jane's on the mic. Here's what he's just saying. Tell you Zane squad. Now it's Frankie Jr. Uh, Flo Jr. All tied up. Frankie Flo now get in the ring. The Zane squad attacking Frankie Flo. And the Flo Jr. Referees trying to break it up. Referees are not being successful. All oh, hell's breaking out. When the Flo gets the upper hand, the Deli Zane squad breaks it down. Deadly Saints squad and has Frankie Flo in the corner. Oh, Zombie King Jr. with the fucking stinger splash. Trying to break things up. Now Frankie Flo knocking out refs. Flo Jr. knocking out refs. We have referee bodies everywhere. It's turned into a Thuron mugging. It's two on five. Nia Kennedy grabs the LAW title. But one referee got back on his feet. Trying to maintain order here. Oh, Frankie Flo's on the mic now. 
Frankie Flood just said, watch your back. That's the threat if I've ever heard one. Referee trying to get the deadly Saint squat out of the ring. Oh, Eric, oh my. Eric Jaden answers that threat with a threat of his own. Deadly Saint squad now surrounding the ring. Frankie Flo and Frankie Jr. are now in the ring, along with the referee who survived. The referee who's standing alone by himself. Bell's ringing, trying to retain some order here. The flow is now finally leaving the ring. Deadly Saint squad now getting in the ring. Holding the high ground, Deadly Saint squad. As Frankie and Frankie Jr. are now trying to find a way to uh, leave this place. The entrance is blocked off. Well, I forget the ticket. So we're security. I mean, no fan wants to jump the, the jump the guardrail here. Oh, and uh, Flo Jr. now has a steel chair in his hand. That kind of equalizer. Deli Saint Squad now trying to retreat. Man. But in the end, Frankie Flo Jr. wins. But Eric Jaden still walks out. The legendary action wrestling champion. Frankie's back on the mic. BCW fans chanting BCW. Frankie Flo just called us punk ass fans because he lost. The title, his title, is in the hands of a BCW mainstay. The sexy Zang in black. Next up, we have the women's match. The queen of BCW, Faye Jackson, goes against the cannibal, Savannah Evans, making her BCW debut. Pretty sure Faye Jackson's going to show her how things are done here at BCW. Let's see what happens. Our folks, Michael J. Party made his way to ringside, sitting right behind the green man on commentary. Special guest tonight, former guest host, DTF. The Daniel T. Former Daniel, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. It's great to be back. Loving it. First time here at BCW. Second time. Second time. How's this time going around? Even better. Even better. So far, things seeing Faye Jackson going against the Cannibal. How's the match going on so far? It's a beautiful match. Uh, they really know what they're doing. This is groundbreaking stuff here. What's been your match so far tonight? Uh, I said the Ugly Ducklings. Not an unpopular decision. You already see Jack Swagger going against Azrael for the BCW Championship. Yeah, but I'm still going to go with the Ugly Ducklings. Um, I'm not part of the people, so I'm not a Jack Swagger fan. But you're a Jack Swagger fan. You happy to see him tonight, though, right? Oh, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, there's a boy here tonight. That's what Greenman told me, anyway. Well, yeah, one of the reasons. Big, big fan of the Ugly Ducklings, though. I'm going with them. They're, they're, those are my guys. Coach, Coach Mike. Coach Mikey, yeah. I love the mics. One of my favorites. You love mics, don't you? Well, he's one of the greatest hosts of all time I'm sitting next to right now. Well said. Introduce this to your wife, please. This is Jocelyn. Jocelyn? Nice to meet you guys. It's Josh here. How you doing tonight? Doing great. How you doing, Mike? Not bad. You enjoying your show tonight? Absolutely. Evan's on deck. I'm here for her all day. Evan's? Really? Not the queen, Faye Jackson? Uh, no. Sorry. Not here for it. Evan's all day, baby. Well, we'll see what happens coming up. Thank you guys for your time. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. All 
right, Faye Jackson's now dominating the cannibal, Savannah Evans. But I'm here with Shane Fair. Shane Fair, kind of break it down from you were at ringside. What happened with the flows and your Jaden, the LAW? What, what, what happened here? You know, I'm probably going against company lines when I say this. But Frankie Flo was kind of minding his own business in a way. He was in the front row to watch his son, Junior Flo. What a match. ticket, Fair. Yeah, he did buy a ticket. Yes, sir, he did buy a ticket. Oh, he like last time when he came in the back. Yeah, there was, this wasn't an all-out attack. This was a lot more respectful. He did say, remain standing the whole time watching his son. He was a little vocal. Uh, but then at the end, it seems as though uh, a message, quite a message was sent to, um, to Frankie Flo as his son was attacked by the Black Science Squad. Like five people, right? Five on one? Yeah, yeah, the five on one. And uh, Mr. Flo still held his ground and went in against them. You know, that's a scary uh, hornet's nest to walk into. The the Cyan Death Squad by yourself when your son is already being attacked. But I guess logic goes out the window at that point. Frankly, Frankie Flo is a fan at ringside. Jump the guardrail. No security came out. Would you guys give him leniency here? That's a good point. Uh, I guess maybe given the nature that his son was getting attacked, there was a little bit of a hesitancy by the security to, uh, you know, apprehend him or uh, to prohibit him from going out. Actually, had to follow the guys, I guess. Yeah, that helps too. <laughs> you know, it's like we don't have much of a security force left when our five of our. Uh, uh, the, the science squad are out there fighting in the ring. Who, what security guard's going to go into that? A couple of referees got knocked out. How are the referees doing? Uh, Zach Snow had suffered a little bit of jaw damage. He, uh, I saw him rubbing his jaw after the match. Um, everyone else looks a little haggard after that, but um, I think everyone's okay. Uh, Referee-wise, anyway. Thank you for your time. Anytime. Thank you, sir. That's that. Faye Jackson with a dominating performance over the cannibal, showing why she is queen here at BCW. Hazel's joining me. Hazel from Bremelmania. How was that match for you? Oh, this match, this match was pretty entertaining. These two women putting on an amazing show here tonight. Faye, the queen BBW here, putting on an amazing show against the cannibal Savannah Aaron Evans. I'll have to admit, I want to see more of Faye in BCW very often. I'll see a lot more of Faye, but that's a different story. Uh, Jack Swagger match coming up next. What are, your, what are your predictions? Oh, I mean, right now, I'm going 100% Azriel on this. I know Jack Swagger is a big former WWE superstar, but I feel like Azriel will retain his long reign as BCW champion. So, that's, that's a Hazel's point of view. Let me, uh, let me get ready for your main event. Bud Light Lime is the best beer in the world. I've been telling people that for years. Here we are, folks. Announcements have been made. Introductions are over. Jack Swagger in one corner. Azrael in another. It's time for the BCW World Heavyweight Championship match. Bell's wrong. We are now underway. Jack Swagger with the towering over Azrael. Wow. You haven't seen Jack Swagger in person. He's a tall MFer. It's going to be a big contest for Azrael. Let's see what happens. Wow. Wow. The hard-fought match. Jack Swagger dominated most of it. Azriel held him off until the end. It was a distraction from his manager, AJ Pan, that caused the low blow by Azriel. Azriel gets the one, two, three. Be a DQ. But then, Darius Carter, amongst the chaos, comes in to cash in. His number one contendership match. But lo and behold, Rex Lawless and the PCA come to defend him. Here's the chin fair. 
Darius Garner tried to cash in. PCA came to his defense and uh, held him off. The cash in is not official. Darius Carter still has his cash in opportunity for the BCW World Heavyweight Championship in his pocket. But a uh, tough match. Jack Swagger took Azrael to the limit, and Azrael had to resort to dirty means, thanks to his manager, AJ Penn, to get the title because his title was quickly falling from his grasp. But they think, thank God AJ Penn was there to uh, help him out, I guess. All right, folks, after that match, the crowd is filing out. We're about to wrap things up. The crowd is starting to leave. The ring is starting to be torn down. But I'm here with the beautiful, the beautiful Janelle from HR from the Jobber Series podcast. How are you, Janelle? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How are you? Not bad. How was your night tonight? My night was exciting. I saw some of my boys up from North Carolina come up and debut in New York. Shout out to Yaya. Yeah, yeah, what an impressive debut for that guy. Uh, he, I always say he is like the biggest cruiserweight I've ever seen in my life. Well said. Which <laughs> is the main event with Jack Swagger. It was good to see Jack Swagger actually in the ring. You know, you always kind of forget sometimes how people move in the ring, and I think he moved very well tonight. Yeah, you forget with the WWE style, the limited Lucha Underground experience he has, but here tonight, you get like 20-something minutes, he could go. Yeah, I think he can definitely still go. I think it's great to still see that his amateur wrestling background is still in full effect, so that was actually impressive for me to see. Very close to winning the championship tonight, though. Very close. Super close, but I actually am a huge Darius Carter fan. I love a good heel, so to see him almost cash in tonight, that was the highlight of my night. See, this is why you're my favorite, because I'm a Darius Carter fan myself, and I was so excited. So excited to see him. I was hoping he would cash in. Yeah, so was, close. Yeah, who was the guy that, like, interrupted the whole, like, we could have had a new champion tonight. Oh, Rex Lawless. Oh, man, that guy. I mean, his body is nice, but. I, I'll take your word for that one. <laughs> but it would have been really nice to see Darius Carter become champion tonight. So maybe next time. After fighting, like, months a months with taking nobodies, he finally gets his opportunity at the title. And uh, ruined by Rex Lawless? I think he, he deserves that title. I think the title, his name's already on it. We're just going to wait and see. Now, he didn't come with the victory tonight, but how uh, do you think now Darius Carter is in the head of Azrael? I do. I think I th- there's always, I think, a bright future for Darius Carter. I love the gimmick. I love the look. And his in-ring for his size is decent. You want to catch a drink? Oh, absolutely. All right, well, I'm going to catch a drink with the beautiful Janelle. We'll be right back. All right, folks, this is still the end of the night. The ring is still being torn down. The crowd is still leaving. I'm here with the, I guess you can call him successor tonight, AJ Penn. How you feeling tonight? I'm a little bit of pain, but besides that, I'm feeling great. Azriel is still the BCW World Heavyweight Champion, so all is right in the world. Took a stiff right hand from the All-American. The guy, he he hits hard. He is that he hits like a hammer. Anybody thinks wrestling is fake? I was out for about a second. So yeah, was this one of Ariel's toughest debut um, matches because? We've seen him fight this guy and that guy, but Jack Swagger is a towering, powerful individual. I wouldn't know if I'd say one of the toughest, definitely a different opponent. I mean, Azriel again, he's been in the business for about 15, 16 years. He's faced a lot of people, so, you know, I would I don't want to put levels on people, like, let's say, a Papa Don or, you know, uh, Jack Swagger, but he's definitely a different kind of opponent, and he is one of the best at Az's face. But as proved, he could hang tonight. That's the main thing. People have been sleeping on Az a lot of his career. Guess what? He hung in with a former WWE champion and a recent WWE superstar, not one of these guys who've been laid off for about 10, 15 years, a guy who's been on television within the last five years. You get the tape, the WrestleMania, the pay-per-views, the uh, SmackDowns, Raws. Is it easier to prepare for a guy you have plenty of tape on 
or easier to, to prepare for a guy you can just you know about for their indie scene? I think it's about the same, especially now, well nowadays because you have access to the internet, YouTube, uh, all these uh, you know premium channels that a lot of indie companies uh, have. So you could always um, scout your opponents that way. Also, those indies, it's a large world, but it's a small world. So you could always run into somebody and you'll be watching somebody's match. So I'd say it's about the same. It's just, again, different styles of opponents. Sonny Kiss last month was facing against Azriel, Lucha Underground. Jack Swagger, Lucha Underground. Have you had any phone calls from the boys over at Lucha Underground for Azriel yet? Uh, you know, not just yet, but we have been fielding some offers, so who knows? But after tonight, I'm sure I, my phone is going to be blowing up. So I'm going to have some drinks tonight, shut my phone off, and uh, get ready for the onslaught that's going to happen soon. Because as proved, once again, that he is the man, and there's a reason why he is the longest reigning BCW World Heavyweight Champion. When you saw Darius Carter come out to cash in, what was going through your mind? You know, I was hoping it wouldn't come to that. Uh, I am a fan of Darius Carter, and BCW, uh, for about a year, has severed our friendship due to the BCW World Heavyweight Championship. So I'm torn. Well, no, I mean, no, I'm not torn in a sense because Azriel will defeat Darius Carter. I just hate that I had to come to this. I, I love Darius's work, but when it comes down to it, the PC is going to do whatever we have to do to keep that championship. That's what we've been doing. That's what we will do. Well, the first match about Darius Carter was announced last month. It was announced that he would be getting a title shot. Now they're introducing the whole anytime, anywhere cash-in rules. Did that throw Adriel or you off your game a little bit? I mean, I always knew management was shady as soon as they announced that. I mean, for... You know, close to a year, they've been holding, they've been dangling a title shot in Darius's face, and Yang can get away. Now, all of a sudden, because Darius was going to destroy one of their golden child, the Federated Kids group, you know, they're going to uh, destroy Casey Navarro, they decide, oh, don't destroy him, we'll give you your title shot next month if you uh, defeat, you know, another, somebody we pick for you. It's BS. They're always going back on their word. So you know what? They, don't, they never wanted the PCA to succeed as we did. And we have. We've beaten their boys federated. We got rid of Mike Orlando, Mick Drake, Mr. Martinez. They're all gone for now. As is the world champion. PCA is running rampant. The rest of the PCA will be back next month. Don't worry. I sent them on a little vacation. Rex got in the monster match. So you know what? We know they're shady and we're just going to have to be a step ahead. What's next for Azrael here? Uh, I don't know. You know, he's gonna def- he's gonna defend against whoever is put in front of his way. Whether Darius- let, let me rephrase that question. Does it matter what's next for Azrael? It, yeah, no, it doesn't really matter. He's gonna add to his list of opponents that he's defeated. Big names like Papa Don, like Richard Holiday, like Sonny Kiss, Sean Carr, now Jack Swagger. But a name like Jack Swagger on your resume, you can't deny him any longer. You can't say that Azrael's an underdog. He's not. So whoever is put uh, against him, whoever the contracts is gonna be signed against, doesn't matter. As walks out the champion. The name Jack Swagger. Do you think it's an alarm clock to the people who have been sleeping on uh, Azrael? I think it definitely is a wake-up call. You saw that match tonight. You saw that Az stood toe-to-toe with him. That had, that, that's a wake-up call for many promoters, many fans, that Az is the real deal. He is the good guy. He is a multiple-time champion, and he is the current BCW champion, and he is the president of the business. Because, Devil, I see him at my periphery. He's waiting for you to go pop some bottles and celebrate. Hit the showers. My man, congratulations again. Thank you. Okay, we'll see you next month. Yeah, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys. All right, folks, we're here with the beautiful Amy, the recently fianced of Joe Gacy. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys? Not bad. You're looking beautiful tonight. Love your jacket. Thank you, Chalkline. Beautiful Superstars ice cream bar jacket from the... Chalkline. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. Great show. I had a great time. Loved hanging out with the Shadow Wrestling tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Had a couple me. of shots. I saw that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> now, as a uh, fianced 
of a wrestler. A fiance. Do you worry when you see him going to the ring at all? So I used to not at all, actually. Um, I always trust his oppo- opponents, and I'm always like, okay, I trust them, I trust him, I know what's happening. But sometimes it's very overwhelming, especially if, you know, something happens that looks a little scary. I get very nervous now. I did it, though, for a while. Now I do. <laughs> was it worse to get the ring on your finger, or was it just at one point you realized, this is scary shit? I think it was at one point it hit me that, like, oh, no, this is... Obviously, this is real. This is intense, and people get hurt, and I need to worry about this. Question I was wanted to ask. Is it weird dating somebody who has fans? No, I love all the fans. Um, at shows, I make it a point to hang out and sit in the crowd and drink if we can and just party and have a good time. I love the fans. I um, I think I talk to them all the time, actually. If you look at my DM, it's mostly fans, and we just talk about wrestling and, like, random things. Can you tell us about how the proposal went down? Yes. Breaking news? It was pretty exciting. Um, as most of you know, I'm obsessed with Disney. So we were in Disney during the fireworks, and he proposed, got down on one knee while the fireworks were happening in front of the castle. Fun fact, he was very sick that morning and did throw up on Disney property. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened too. <laughs> so we, I guess you we were not expecting that at all then. No, I, I thought we were going to catch a plane and come home. <laughs> well, how's Joe Gacy doing after that brutal loss in the Monster Ball match? It's a uh, rough loss. He always had it there. Have you talked to him yet? I haven't talked to him yet, but he's, he'll be back, and he's going to show that he's obviously worth being here. So will the Shot of Wrestling be the official podcast of your wedding, by the way? Why not? Hell yeah. So grab a drink. Ready to go? Oh, I'm so ready. Thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. Love a Shot of Wrestling. My favorite. Ladies and gentlemen, we're still wrapping things up here at Final Judgment. I'm here with the still current LAW champion. That's Sexy Zayn himself, Eric Jane. Eric, how are you feeling tonight? My head hurts. <laughs> Let me tell you something, that uh, Zombie King is one son, you know, tough son of a bitch. He hits very, very hard for a little skinny kid. But you know what? In the end, look what happened to him. Look what happened to his pop. Again, why, why, did, why, why did he show up? Why? He knew what was going to happen. He knew they were going to kick his ass. But he just decided, I came to defend my son. Like, really? Who cares? Go away. I can't wait to. I really, honestly, man, I'm going to tell you right now. And maybe this is something maybe I shouldn't say in a radio, uh, on radio. Uncensored here. Go for it. Okay, but I'm going to kill him. I think it's gotten to the point where I'm beyond hatred, and I just want to wipe him out of pro wrestling forever. Frankie or both of them? Actually, Frankie. Frankie, I do. I, I think it's, he's just ran his time. He did nothing for law. Look, I'm the champion. I'm trying to bring prestige. I'm trying to make it relevant. And they, they fight me. They still fight me. Why? I'm the sexy saying black Eric Jaden. I am the creator of change. And they fight me. I saw you come out tonight. You were surprised to see Frankie Flaw at ringside. Front row. He bought a ticket fair and square. Oh. Death throw you off your game at all? No, not at all. I, actually, it's like I, I found it amusing because he won't give it up. He won't give it up. He just like, I, and I, so I taunted him a little bit. I didn't think he was going to jump in. But you know what? When I, I did want to kill him. I did want to break his son's neck. I wanted something I needed to do something impactful. I didn't even get the chance. But trust me, Michael J. Putty, very, very soon, you're going to see something very impactful. It's going to shock the wrestling world. Now, your hatred for Frankie Flo, you said you want to kill him. Yes. But put that aside for a second. This is your first time going against Flo Jr. How were you impressed with him? I have to admit, uh, he's nothing like his father. He has, talented? Well, he's very talented. He has his father's temperament. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. I know he's very angry at me. He took it out on me, just laid in the shots at me. But you know what? I'll fight him again. I'll fight him again. Actually, that's unfinished business in there. Because you know what? Next time I fight him, I'm going to break his neck. 
Any chance you can get a, uh, you know recruit him to the Sexy Zane squad? Uh, sexy Zane squad? Yeah. Any opening for uh, Flo Jr.? Rub it, in the, <laughs> rub it in even a little more for Frankie Flo? No, nah, uh, Flo Jr. is never. Nobody in the whole Flo effing family is ever, ever going to be good enough to join the Delhi Saiyan squad. Now, could it be guys in LAW maybe if they conform? Maybe. But right now, I'm fighting an uphill battle. I went there. I went on a mission for change. And like I said before, it's just like they're fighting it so much. But you saw here. What? BCW fans all over chanting. Fully supporting you. Yeah, totally supporting me. And just a little bit of handful LAW fans on the corner. Couldn't even hear them. No, you couldn't. But you know what? That's that's the that's that's that. Uh, how can I say, the ten percent that I just got to eliminate from LAW. Now you fought all over the world. I mean, is it weird defending another organization's title in a different organization? I mean, I've never heard that before. Not at all. I mean, uh, we've spoken about this before. The home field advantage. Yeah, I am the LAW heavyweight champion, presented by BCW. There you got it. So, and a shot of wrestling. Not oh, you can't. You never leave out a shot of them, right? <laughs> hey, dialing up for love, baby. What's going on? Don't hold our flooding game. We're still going through them to find out the uh, real advice over the fuck. Who's your favorite wrestler? We're trying to, we're trying to oh. pan those out. You know what I'm saying? People still ask that? Yeah, but you wouldn't be surprised. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's like uh, the Green Man. Everything asks me who's my favorite opponent. Is he ever going to get over that question? No, Green Man's not intelligent enough to do that. That's why you got to talk to me at Mark J. Putty. Oh, I love Michael J. Putty. If you people don't love Michael J. Putty, I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. Really. Eric, uh, thank you for your time. I see the beautiful queen is waiting for you in the corner, so uh, go hang out with her. We'll pop some bottles. We'll see you after the party. All right, brother. See you later. Yeah, folks, that pretty much wrapped things up here at St. Helens Gym for BCW's final judgment. Uh, I'm ready to go home. We got a Boulevard Bully, Pat. Pat, how you doing? I am doing great. My final judgment on this show is that it was A-OK, Michael J. Putty. I had a great time. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. I drank Jack Swagger is pretty impressive. Jack Swagger leaned out a little bit, though. A little bit, right? Yeah, he was a little skinny string bean legs, but I still had no belief in my entire evening that Azrael was going to beat him in a fight, but I knew he somehow was going to, and he did. Looking forward to uh, next month, A Cold Night in Hell. Is that what the name of the thing is? That, that's the name of it. Who won the a Monst- Cole. Who won the Monster Mash thing? Montana Black. That's good. I like that. I like that. Good, good monster mash, match, match. Uh, you know, the one thing, Pete Rosado, I have to address you about one thing. Oh, Pete Rosado's swinging by. Okay, Pete Rosado, what's up? Okay, I do not like how, listen, I love a party atmosphere, obviously. I love a good time, but I do not like, and I love weird wrestling things. Kill the business, of course, kill it. Spoiler alert. Spoil it, kill it. However, we cannot have fans getting in the ring taking bumps after the event, obviously. Oh, that's well said. Well, you're right, and, and the one fan... You control of the situation, Pete Rosado. <laughs> the one fan who did do it, we, we got them out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah, and then there was another fan who went oh, no, in. No, 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 they had VIP access to Jobber Tears podcast. Uh, we invited them to do so. Um, they said that they wanted to be as close to the action as they could. I, know, I never got invited to the ring. What? I just have one question. Bullies, you know, you know you're welcome. I, I heard you make a one hell of a ring announcer. Thank you, I do, actually. I'm... Uh, so do I, 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 opportunity yet. I just have one question for you. When will Ramble Mania get its own table here at BCW? That's, that's a different story. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, as you see, we're starting to build a podcast row. We had Shot of Wrestling here today. We had a Jabba Cheers podcast. Obviously, Ramble Mania was here. The Boulevard Bullies were here. I envision a time when this entire left side of the, of the St. Helena's gym will be podcast row. Uh, somebody fucking kill me right now. <laughs> well said. <laughs> 
What we can do is we can have different podcasts like the Boulevard Bullies, the Ramble Mania Show, uh, Shot of Wrestling, uh, Job of right, But what, what are the official podcasts? We got, we got first dibs here. Right, you get first dibs, obviously. But now there's a podcast row. Yeah, hell yeah. Are you, are you a podcast? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, the Bullet Bully should be a podcast. Just here, I was just here drinking a Four loco. And our Jack Honey American. Oh, Pete, please left. Anyway, I officially challenged Pete Rosado to a hair versus hair arm wrestling match. Oh, you're here first. Quickly, uh, what's going on with ICW? Okay, so quickly, what has happened is that. Your boys, Boulevard Bullies, are the official ring announcers and hosts of Outlaw Pro Wrestling. Outlaw Pro Wrestling booked Danny DeMonto. Is that how you say it? DeMonto? DeMonto. The cold-hearted player. Correct. They booked him on Outlaw. He was obviously very, very impressed with my ring announcing work. So he had nobody else to ring announce that night. So he called upon me. And I texted him. I said, oh, you must have seen my work on Thursday. He goes, this has nothing to do with any talent you think you may have and everything to do with nobody else being available. So I started ring announcing for ICW, thought I did a bang-up job, and I just had the news broke to me that Scott Ceriti has replaced me. Apparently, Jack Swagger booked him right under my nose. I did not get called back. I got fired and replaced by Scott Ceriti. And I'm really upset about it, but that's all right, because basically what that means is that the only place you can see Boulevard Bullies ring announcing is Outlaw Pro Wrestling, which I got to say... More fun. And the only place you can find Boulevard Bullies updates are here at Shutter Wrestling, right? Yes, because we have literally been so lazy we haven't released a video in like two months. So, uh, yeah. Let's stop by. Thank you for finishing my American Honey. There's still a little bit left. No, you finished it. It's fine. P. Rosado, I swear to God, one day you're going to have to pay the Reaper, my friend. Pete Rosado, I am calling you out officially. It's going to be like an Onita thing. I'm going to call out Pete Rosado for like a year. Ooh, I'm forward to and then one day I'm just going to see him and kick him in the balls and it's going to be over. Rosado! So that kind of wraps things up here. So for everyone Rizzotto! here at BCW, for Green Man, for Eric Jaden, for AJ Penn, for the All-American American Jack Swagger, I have been your host at Mugga as Pat gives me a kiss. Until next week. Party up. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>